You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast, Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. Follow me on Twitter. Subscribe to me, not on Twitter. I mean on YouTube. If you're on YouTube or just go to fucking YouTube really right now and just subscribe to my show because I love YouTube and I need a lot of subscribers on there. Uh, YouTube is a place where a lot of people comment on my episodes and it's really easy for me to comment back and talk to them. And I enjoy that. It's like it's the conversation just goes on after the call. And I and I like to discuss it with people. And I like to hear from people who are listening to my show. So if you want to get in on that kind of talk action, go to YouTube and subscribe to me there. I also have a forum on my website that I added. You could also join the forum there. We'll be talking more about the episodes there as well. Uh, I'm starting a Patreon page. Someone became a member and I didn't even put content up yet, but I'm going to have a lot of interesting extra stuff on my Patreon page for my listeners. Uh, There'll be a pantyhose section just strictly for people who have that fetish because it's such a huge one and I have so many episodes taped that and I can't tape a pantyhose episode every week, right? Because my audience or my regular audience would be like bored, right? I like to have a variety of topics on, but I'm going to put a lot more pantyhose content in that section on my patreon page uh and somebody signed up for it already and i don't let i say that already (laughs) so anyway don't sign up yet just wait probably like by next week i'll have stuff posted but there'll be other extra content for my regular listeners as well that'll be interesting and what i want to say is if you have an idea of something that you'd like for me to offer on my patreon page that would make you want to sign up for send me an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com and let me know what that is and uh, maybe I'll include it oh the one thing I want to do is give a shout out to all the people who have been donating to my show I added a donate button on my website and so many people have sent in donations and it's so appreciated so appreciated and I love you all I don't want to give you guys shout outs because you know this is like a totally anonymous show but I do want to say thank you so much to the people who have been donating and I do want to say also thank you to the guy who had uh, besides donating to me he also became a member of my Patreon page the one guy that I told you about I want to say thank you so much to him as well even though I don't have content I will have it ASAP for you what else did I want to say? If you want to be on the show, this is the Colin Advice Show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things, mostly about their interesting, secret, naughty lives. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast uh, at gmail.com or go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. That's the place where you could get the email too if you just want to email me about what you want on the Patreon page. Mm, today I have a girl named Molly. Now Molly has called in before. If you want to actually hear her other episodes, I'll put in all the numbers in the episode notes, uh, or you could go to YouTube and I have playlists on there. Molly has her own playlist. Uh, she started out on my podcast as a regular girl who just loved SEX. I mean, this girl did it all. 
before she started charging for it. Okay. She's an escort now. She became an escort while I was talking to her. Like we taped a couple episodes and then she got into that and then we talked about it. Uh, how she started doing it on the last time I spoke with her. And I was really curious of whether she's still doing it now or what was going on with her. So I reached out and uh, she calls in with an update. We talk a lot about her escorting, right? That's mostly all we talk about. I, of course, asked her her best story ever with a John as well as her worst story ever. (laughs) And it turns out that her best story involved double penetration, which is interesting. But I like to ask people like this, like, how much did you charge? Where do you meet? Where do you do it? That kind of stuff. Like, it's a lot of those kind of questions I ask. Um, and the interesting thing about Molly is she, like, like I said, she was a girl when she had first called in that was, like, really, really interested in sex. And and I was kind of like, well, at one point while we were talking, like, why don't you just make money for it like it years the type of person that could be an escort and you would be doing something that you really enjoyed and she wound up going and doing that because it was something that she was uh, thinking about and uh she does it legally of course it's not like i'm talking to somebody that's doing something illegal um it's her side job she does other things this is somebody that she even says that if you were sitting next to her or if you knew her in her regular life you would never have any idea that she's doing this on the side she's doing it she enjoys it and she talks all about it Um, So I'm going to be right back on with Molly. Oh, one more thing about Molly. When we hung up, I realized that the whole time we spoke all about her escorting, I forgot to ask her the most like obvious question, which would be like, are you still doing it now that you're in quarantine, right? Because we taped during the quarantine, if you're listening to this a year from now, (laughs) but um. And she answered my question in an email and I said I'd include it in my intro. But what I'm just going to do because it's a lot easier is just include what she wrote back to me on my Instagram page. So you go to Instagram at Strict Anonymous. You'll see her answer to that question. And then I also asked her if like she saw an increase or decrease in guys contacting her, right? Because I figured it could go either way, right? I, don't, you, I didn't know the answer to that question. I asked her that as well afterwards, and she wrote back and told me the answer to that. So if you want to find out her answer to the quarantine questions, which I should have asked her, but thought of it after the fact, <laughs> go to my Instagram, follow me there, at Strict Anonymous, and you could read her, her reply. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Molly. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh Hey, Molly. Welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How you well, doing after all this me. time? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I don't remember how long ago it was from the last time I talked to you. And how many times were you on my show before? Three? Um, looking back, I think it was three. And I think it's been around two years almost. Wow. Or so there could be like some major updates. I mean, there were always updates, like interesting <laughs> updates when I talked to you last time yeah. I spoke with you the update was you had like taken my advice and done some escorting prostituting hooking like I don't know what you want to call it right but you um, yeah got into that because you were a girl that was like down to fuck really enjoyed it had like good times like screwing all these people I mean I remember one story and people are, I'm going to put all the information of your other 
episodes um, in the intro so people will know where to go listen to them as well as on YouTube. I'll have a specific playlist called Molly so you can listen to all of Okay. Previous ones, but like that was a time. It was before you started escorting, where you told me you like you had this setup thing where you had gone to meet a booty call. Maybe it was like in Vegas, and you like set up guys to just like bang in the airport, right? And you were doing like drive-bys or something crazy like that. That I was. Oh like, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So, and I remember thinking, like, why don't you just get paid for it? Because you just love to have sex so much. And then the next time we spoke with you, you did set that up. I remember the one thing I remember about that is like you had a bunch of experiences. I remember there was like a really old man who fisted you. Like that was a part of your story, yep. right? Yeah. That was my story. <laughs> that was what? That was my story. Yes. Yeah, that was your story. So these are all the things that people could listen to and go back. Um, I think we left off with with that's where you were, right? You were single. You had been married and had all that kind of stuff right previously or yeah. always in relationships right it was like yep. the first time you were single and you were really having fun you were hooking up with guys girls you were an old man you were getting paid for it you were like and doing all kinds of stuff so now what have you been doing in the past two years like pick up from the last time we spoke like you were doing that escorting right is that what you would call yourself an escort yes. you were doing it in a place where it was legal right let's say that right yes yes okay so take it from there. Um, I started doing that about two years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. I mean, it's you still do gone. It? I'm still doing it. It's a full fledged business for me. Um, I really enjoy it. I, you know, when I started doing it, it really wasn't for the money. It was doing it because I was doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. right. So I might as well get paid for it. <laughs> um, and now, I mean, I make, you know, I probably work at the max eight days a month and I make around six to $8,000 a month. How much is that a year? Um, I try not to do the math <laughs> so I don't have to actually stare at it in the face. Um, yeah. uh, it's a lot yes. and it's all, you know, it's all profit basically, you know, except for the hotel rooms. Um, when I started, I did work for someone who helped me get into the business, which I, I really appreciated. That. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, we sort of had a falling out um, about nine months into it, eight or nine months into it. I think um, when we spoke, you had had that falling out, if I'm not I, correct, I don't right? think no? so. No, I don't think so. Okay, so you guys had a falling out. Yeah, uh, we just had different ways of going about business. Um, she was more of quantity over quality, and I was more quality over quantity. Oh, no, 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 we definitely, <laughs> no, we definitely spoke about this. I definitely, Did we? Okay. yeah, for sure, absolutely. I remember that whole thing, that you had your own way, and you were looking at it very different than her. Yeah. Right, so maybe yeah. you hadn't sort of parted ways yet, but you were actually feeling not comfortable with it because you did have that difference. I remember it for sure. Yeah, and so that relationship ended, and then um, I took about a three-month break, because I really didn't know how to start back up on my own again. Because um, she had access to all my accounts, all my emails, the phone number, and I had no access to it. I didn't know anything like how to get into any of it. Um, then I found a way in and got all of my you know, client information and all of my, my websites and everything. And so I started back up around about three months after that. It was uh, January of last year, I think. And um, it was, you know, it was a tough go from the beginning just because I didn't know what I was doing and just kind of getting my feet wet. And then, but within a few months, I was in full swing and I was good to go. So, But what did you do? Hack into her system? I mean, how did you get access to all your stuff after it was like under lock and key by her? 
Um, she had given me one of the passwords at the very beginning because one of the sites wouldn't let you um, pay if the site wasn't in your name. And she had put the site in my name. So she had to have me use my credit card. And that was the only way that they would accept payment was right. if it wasn't mm -hmm. my name. So right. she had given me the password. Well, I had never deleted that email. So I went back and I had thought like, I didn't even know it was there. I came across it about, you know, a month or two later and was, and turned out she used the same password for every account. Oh, awesome. That's so funny. Yeah. That's like most so, people. That was like, yeah. oh, you know, you're like, why not try it? That's what, or like, it's like someone's dog's name. You know what I mean? As you could always bust into people's accounts. You're yeah. Right? I mean, and when I got in, it was just like, you know, the sky opened up and the sunshine came down and it was, you know, birds were chirping and angels were singing. And I was like, it was everything, everything except for the phone number and the, the text messages, which was a, you know, a bit of a, it would have been a lot easier had I had that. I did eventually get access to that, but um, I but couldn't do with what I had. when you had that access, right, and you were in, what did you have access to? Like all your profiles of where you were sort of listed and yeah. the guys who had booked you and their information? Like how did yep. you start your business up again? Were you able to contact the Johns, quote unquote, that you had been seeing and that you had relationships with? Yes, um, because I got access to the email and she only, you know, she just, yeah. that's how everybody got in contact with me was by the phone number there or the email. So it was about half of my clients and half of, you know, and that's all I really needed to start up. The other was just getting onto my profiles, updating my information, saying, hey, I'm working again and letting them see me and then contact me at the new email and phone number. So. And now when you were doing it with her, how much were you charging and how much was she getting? And then how did that um, change when you started on your own? She, I was charging, I think it was 200 for a half hour and 300 for an hour, but, she, and I gave her, she took 40%, mm -hmm. um, and that, but she paid for all the hotels, right? Okay. which is a, is a big expense. Yeah. And then once I went on my own, um, you know, it was a hundred percent me, um, and it was just the hotel expenses that came out pretty much. But let me ask you this, if you're only charging, if you're, I mean, do you have a, an hour, like a minimum three hour booking or something like that so that you at least know you're going to be covering your hotel costs and then some, like, I mean, what kind of hotels do you go to and how much do they cost? I'm just trying to do the math and I'm thinking like, if you get a hotel for 200 bucks and you book an hour, I mean, you're making a hundred bucks. Um, I've never paid over probably $120 a night for a hotel. Oh, okay. Um, cool. mm -hmm. I use, I use like the, the third party sites with the, like hotels.com or something, stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I can get a four star hotel for under a hundred bucks a night. So as long as I have one client, I can pretty much make my money back. Cause now I charge three twenty five uh, for an in-call and three fifty for an out-call. Uh -huh. So as long as I have one, one to two clients, I'm making at least breaking even right and now do you t will you book two people in a night because you have the room you want to get in like a couple people or is it like you strictly just have one person a night like what's the deal well that's the nice part about working for yourself is it all depends on my mood if i want to have several a day or night i can if i just want one if i just want to at least make my money back take a break for a day and then you know i schedule my own appointments so yeah now, it's a lot easier when you just, you know, when it's, it's your discretion, now, what you want to do. Is there upselling going on when you're there? Like, hey, you want anal, I could do that, but it's like $50 more. Or like, if you want me to swallow, like, I don't know. Is that, is, is that how it goes down? I mean, how does it work? Or is everything no. up front discussed up front? 
Um, there's never really any discussion because over text messages and um, phone calls, there doesn't really have to be because everything's listed on my site. Okay. Every, you know, everything that I do. And so everything comes with basically one price. Right. Um, and what is everything if, that you do? Like what, or um, what do you don't do? Because I feel like you probably do everything, right? Like maybe it's easier to, <laughs> to say what you wouldn't do. Um, I don't do anal and I don't do gross stuff, which is basically <laughs> you don't do what wait, I tell people. What stuff? Gross stuff. Gross. Like the... Like peeing or bodily like fluid and, stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of. No, I don't. I've been asked, and I just say no because I don't do that. Right, <laughs> like the peeing. But like, will you swallow? Yeah. Um, I have. I don't do it often. Okay. But I have. Do you use condoms when you give blowjobs or no? No, but I. But for full service, it's not a. It's not negotiable. I use condoms. Period. Right, when you're having sex. So you don't do yeah. anal. You'll swallow once in a while. They could go down on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go down on them. You have full sex. Now, do you do threesomes? Do you do women? Um, I've actually never been asked. Um, I figured I'd cross that bridge when I got there, but yeah. I've no one's ever asked me. I don't have it listed on my site, but I don't say that I don't do it. Right. Um, you know, safety-wise, it's... It's a little difficult unless I knew, you know, if the guy was a prior client, I probably would do a threesome then, you know, because two guys who I don't know, I don't really feel 100% comfortable. Do I would love to do two guys, but, you know, it's just a safety thing, really. Yeah. But what about a couple? What about couples? Um, I wouldn't mind it. I've just never been asked. Right. Okay. And now do you have basically did a lot of the same Johns like still use you and you still see them? Do you still see that old guy? Um, no, because I raised my rates $25 an hour and he threw a fit over that and <laughs> right, yeah. I, I don't negotiate my prices, uh-huh. um, at all. So I, I stand firm. People constantly try to talk me down and I just don't text them back cause I don't negotiate my prices. Yeah. That's and good. yeah. And I'm like, it's $25. It's not a big deal. And, and he was getting a discount prior, um, when I was working for the other, for the other girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't, I just said, I don't negotiate my prices. And until you're willing to pay that, then I won't be seeing you. Plus he f- kept telling me he loved me and that made me really uncomfortable. So yeah, he was, I was okay too with that. But do you, you have yeah. like a minimum, like yeah, this is what I charge for an hour and it's a minimum two hour booking or no, no, I'll do a half hour. Um, oh, it's two twenty five. Yeah. Two twenty five for a half hour, three twenty five for an hour. Um, I don't do out calls for less than an hour. Um, and out calls is when you go to their house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how is that? What's that experience like? Have has it ever been kind of weird? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email. Strictly Anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's Strictly Anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show if you have a short confession that you want to get off your back call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579 that's 347-420-3579 you could call that number 24 7 i change all the voices on the confessions too so you remain anonymous the number the website, and the email address will all be in the description.
Um, it hasn't really. Um, you know, I, I do background checks on everyone. Uh huh. So they have to go through a verification process and I you know, have to get their information and then I look them up. I look up their court records. I um, look up their Facebooks. I, I look up everything that I possibly can get my hands on for information. Um, right. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. You know, so I don't do out calls to hotel or to anywhere after 10 o'clock. I don't do, um, I don't do, I usually only do out calls to hotels. Right. Because they're safer, because I don't know what's going to be at someone's house. But, yeah, you know, yeah. depending on the background check and a lot of it, a lot of it is based on instinct. Right. Um, just how I feel about the person who's contacting me. Um, that's probably about 80 percent of it right there. And I'm assuming after a while, right, maybe if it's like a repeat customer and they maybe want to request, oh, I now I know you you know, we've met at this hotel a bunch of times, like, would you mind coming to my house? And maybe if you know that person, like, is it, does that make a difference too sometimes? Like, Oh yeah, happen? absolutely. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've been to several of my clients' houses. Right. After you've gotten to know them a little bit better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not straight off the bat. And how many like repeat guys do you have? Do you have like monthlies or? Um, probably uh, I'd say around 75% of my clients are repeat. And now let me ask you this, and I, I'm sure you know, because I feel like a lot of guys that go to escorts, like they sit around and talk with them afterwards, right? So you probably know a lot about them. Yeah. Um, do you find that most of the guys, are they single? Are they married? Like, what do you find is the reason for them? And well, it would be two questions. Like one, do, what's the ratio of married to single? And then two, what do you think is the reason why these guys are visiting you or using you or whatever you would call it? Um, I'd say about half and half, half married, half single, um, maybe a little more on the, of the married side, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do ask, um, what is the reason that, you know, you're here if you're married yeah. and I, I get the same answer almost all of the time. It's that they've tried everything and their wife just doesn't want to have sex anymore. Right. And, you know, and I have a problem with the ones who who utilize my services and their wives don't know about it and like are completely clueless, but, but they don't try, like they're just doing it to cheat. Um, it's the ones who have really like just are at their wits end and they're just like, they, it, their wives just won't budge. They just won't do it anymore. You know, one guy said, I got a blowjob on my birthday. Woo. He was super excited about it <laughs> uh, yeah, because that, I can't yeah. imagine living life like that. <laughs> like, that would drive me insane. Yeah. But um, they've been married for like so long. Right. I mean, yeah. I you know, like maybe after that long, how old are their wives? You know what I mean? And that's the pro. That's a big problem that happens, you know? Yeah. And that's why I always say on my show, like, I mean, I could talk to a lot of guys who are cheaters, right? And have a lot of cheating quote unquote stories on my show, but it's like not all of them. Are you going to sit there after hearing their story and you're going to like be able to judge them and be like, oh, you're such a bad guy, right? Sometimes when you hear the story, it's like, you're like, so what is that person supposed to do, right? It doesn't mean that across the board, like, or that cheating's right or that it's, you know, or anything like that. But a lot of times when you hear the whole story, you might feel differently, right? And each cheating right. guy is not equivalent, right? There's some exactly. that are way worse than others, right? But most exactly. of the time, and then you have single guys, right? I mean, are they typically like older or like, uh, like uncomfortable guys? Like, like, are they like not so attractive that they can't get women? I mean, what's, what do you find with the single guys? Like, what are they doing in the hotel you, room with you? With the single guys, I, it's, it's across the board. It's all different. You know, a lot of them are traveling and are just 
you know, bored or, you know, stuck in a hotel for work and just are looking for something to do and they don't know where to go. And so, you know, why not? Um, I, let's see. Let me ask you this though, like, I'm, you know, say there's like a guy, I remember when we were like, when I was really young, one of my first jobs was working in a restaurant. I mean, I was like 16 years old and my boyfriend was the bartender and he took like our bus boy and, and we brought him into the city like at the time because the bus boy was like a virgin. Right. And he brought uh-huh. him into the city to, and paid for him to have a hooker so he could like I don't remember if the guy got laid or got a blowjob or whatever. But I mean, he was like a very unattractive inexperienced like super awkward guy right that I just uh-huh. wonder like if you have to if you're doing this right for a living um would you if do you when you're going and doing your intel on these guys like if you see somebody that you just find like I don't know physically like really not like your speed like will you deny them or are you sort of down for anything like I mean how do you what happens if you find someone that you're just like really not into uh, physically um- I, you know, I don't really judge people. I really don't have, it's never been an issue really. Like whether, cause it's not about what they look like. It's about what I look like. It's not about what, what I want from them. It's about what they want from me. Right. Um, so it really doesn't, you know, I've never gotten anyone. Most of my clients, I do put that. I, I enjoy the company of men 35 and older. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get the young, you know, virgin. I mean, I've had them, I had one contact me, I think he was like 22 <laughs> and he was a virgin and he wanted to, um, you know, meet with an escort. Yeah. And I didn't feel comfortable with it because he was so young, Yeah. you know, and a lot of people my age, like have kids around that age. Yeah. I don't, but it's just, it's, I just didn't feel right. You know, and he didn't really know where else to look. And so I, I kind of led him in the right direction. I was like, use these sites. These girls are more legit than the other ones. Um, try and find someone closer to your age. And um, he was really appreciative of that. But how, I just didn't. I remember this about you. Like you really, you really do like sort of helping people, right? Like you really see it that way. My job is probably 50% therapist um, right. when it comes to these guys. So, you know, I've, I've sat, I've had guys pay me for an extra hour just to sit and like, ask for advice about you know what to do about the wife who doesn't want to have sex or what you know if they want to do something different and their wife's not into it like how do they go about it or whatnot um but yeah it's a lot of like it's a lot of talking and I know a lot of girls who won't do that like I'm considered the girlfriend experience because I do sit and talk with them and you know when I first meet them I'll at least take 15 minutes to get to know their name and you know whatever it is they want to tell me about them i don't ask a lot of questions because that's not what i'm there for if they want to tell me i'm happy to sit there and listen right um, and but a lot of them do right I, i'm sure of it yeah a that, lot of them do <laughs> yeah that they want to talk and that's probably why and i remember i think that that's why you were doing very well right right from the get-go Yes. Um, I, I get a lot of good reviews. A lot of people just say I'm really laid back and I'm easy to talk to and um, and I give really good blowjobs. So <laughs> that right there oh, so gets me a lot of clients. <laughs> and now, do you have orgasms with these guys, like when you're having sex with them or when they're going down on you? Um, almost every time. Mm-hmm. That must just really make I... a difference for them. Or maybe guys just don't know the difference. I don't know. But I have to believe that probably a lot of them are faking it when they're like doing it. I don't know. Right. I mean, I just think a lot 
I would I bet. I think a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah, I would bet, and maybe I'm wrong, right, that most women that are in that business are doing it for the money, right? Like uh-huh. you said, you started off this conversation. I remember this about you, that you were, don't do it for the money. You do it because you enjoy sex, right? And that's just, mm-hmm. a, that's just you know, sort of a benefit of it at this point, right? The way you have it set Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But mo, but I think a lot of women, I would say the majority that are doing that are maybe doing it for the money, right? So there's yeah. that, there's that difference, right? And so are they having orgasms with the guy? Probably not. So I would think the fact that you're actually really coming with these guys and having orgasms and really liking the sex must make you mm-hmm. like a really great lay, for sure. Yeah, and and they can tell the difference. Like That's you know, right. I don't know, if, I don't know if girls think that guys are really that stupid where they can't tell. I mean, physically, I mean it's pretty obvious, you know, it's not just me like throwing my head back and moaning a couple of times. Like, I mean, it's, it's very, it's quite obvious to them that I'm not faking it. Um, and I do get that. I get a lot of repeat customers because of that, you know, and if, if I'm not getting to that point, I will be like, okay, Hey, do you mind if I uh, break out one of my toys? Because it really helps me along and they want to see me enjoy myself like that's part of their enjoyment is yeah you know some of them are like just wham bam thank you man and out the door like i get that that's a lot of the reason why we're there um but the majority of them like like to see the the girl enjoying herself and that they're helping that happen and oh yeah listen it boosts their ego it's about them yeah. as well that's even absolutely about them too right i mean it just makes them feel like a man like i mean you know mm-hmm. that's why even the girls that aren't doing it are faking it you know what i mean <laughs> because right <laughs> you know the guy wants that for sure anybody wants that i would think that's a part of the turn on a lot of times but because you're actually really enjoying it and stuff like I said, like I, I've always said, I think that sexiness isn't so much about the way that you look or the way that you dress. I mean, those things add to it for sure. But I think sexy is like mostly like the people who like sex. Like if you want to be sexy, just like fucking like sex and like you'll yeah. just smell that shit from a mile away. Right. You really right. like it. You enjoy it. Plus, like you said, you're not judgmental. It's not like you're not coming from that place of like you're checking someone out or you have a type or whatever. Right. You just right. really like sex and you're so open about it that you could get down and horny for anybody. Right. Uh, right. And that must really come through. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um, you know, I get told all the time that's that's why I come, people come back is because I'm a genuine person. Like, yeah. I don't fake anything like if i'm not enjoying myself you know i'll if i'm feeling bored i'll i'll do something about it i don't just go through the motions and um give them what they want and then boot them out the door well let me ask you this when you um because you say you're very strict about negotiating price and stuff are you strict with your time too like i mean because i think that must be like difficult right a guy pays for a half hour you guys fool around and you're talking right afterwards i don't know he comes really fast you guys are having conversation it's really good and now you have to be like, oh, time to go. Like, I mean, how strict are you with your boundaries for that? Um, I'm really not that strict. And that's another reason I get repeat customers is because they call them clock watchers. Yeah. Like people, you know, girls who are like staring at the clock, like counting down the seconds until the t- their time is up. Um, and that's why when I was working for someone, why we really didn't get along very well was because if they need an extra 10 minutes, you know, they're paying a good amount of money to finish. And if they need an extra 10 minutes to finish, I'm, I'm happy to give them that. That's not a big deal. It's 10 minutes. Who cares? Yeah. I'm, you know, they're paying me a lot of money. So, and she was like, nope, one hour and they're out the door. And I didn't agree with that. Right. 
and but plus, like, give him a minute know? to shower or something. How, yeah. How would she even know? I mean, would you go back and tell her? Like, how did she know you were giving guys 10 extra minutes? Um, because she would book me back to back for one thing, which I oh. hated. Um, oh. and so if I was late for the next appointment, she would, she would know why or else. And I always had to, when they left, I always had to text her right away that they were gone, you know? Right. So she, she, yeah, she didn't always know, but she yeah, did yeah, know I get most it. of the time. No, I get it. And I feel like I remember stuff like this or, or that on that last call, but did she ever get wind that you got in and got yourself up and running again or? Oh, I'm sure she did. I mean, it's not that hard to go online and I mean, we're on some of the same sites. We're just in different states. Right. Now, what about your personal life? Okay. So now you have this going, you were the type of person that was doing in this in your personal life, right? You hadn't had a real long, you had always had long-term relationships, right? This last we spoke, you were single, right? But you were always uh-huh. had people in your life that you were with. There was like a good friend of yours. I remember, right. That was a booty call guy. And he was like yeah. really cool with you and you guys were really close. Yeah. I, th- I think I was like, I wonder if you guys will ever wind up together. Right. I think we might've had that <laughs> conversation, but like, what I is your, what, I mean, if you're getting laid, you know, eight times a month with these guys, like what does the rest of your month look like with in your regular life? Like what is your due date? Do you have a significant other? What's going on with that? Um, I work two other jobs when I'm home and, you know, plus I have a kid who I have half the time. So when I'm home, I'm, you know, I'm a completely different person. You know, I just switch modes and go into the soccer mom kind of, you know, going to work every day kind of thing. Um, so I don't, at, you, are you the one that works in like the school district or some shit like that? Too? Um, it, kind of partly, yeah, partly. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I am connected to a school district, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you know, when I carry, you know, carry the briefcase and go to work and, you know, if you saw me in my normal life, you would never guess that what I did, you know, on the weekends or whatever. So, um, I just try, you know, I keep up the appearance and I, I don't mix the two. Like I get a lot of phone calls when I'm home. Um, guys don't, you know, I put on my sites when I'm available, but guys don't listen to that at all. I get calls anywhere from noon to four in the morning to all times a day. Um, so, and I do, I don't like to ignore them because I, you know, these are people who want to book with me. So I want to, you know, keep them interested. So I do try to write back, but sometimes it's just near impossible to do that. Um, but I don't really, I don't know. I, I really don't date. I just don't have the time for it. So. And do you I have mean, the I'm need? Out- I mean, like, let me ask you this. Do you have the, the do you have the need? Or do you well, feel my, like this I, like fulfills like a part of you because you're getting your physical desires met, yeah. right? You have little relationships with a whole bunch of guys right like you know yeah, so you're I have having... lots of friendships with guys yeah um, so you have that intimacy you know how you have some intimacy even if it's only for small amounts of time right and then you go back and you, you kind of like have your cake and eat it too yeah that's true um and you know and I've I've tried dating a couple times and it just like it's kind of ended in disaster, I guess. And only for the reason, well, they, they both ended up being married and lied to me about it. So I'm like, you know, this is what dating's like. I want no part of it. So no, I really that's haven't. Weird, that's going to be a pattern for you. I don't know. Well, how did you not like, how did you meet the guy? Well, this is the thing about dating with you first. Let me just get to this. And then I want to hear the specifics <laughs> about how you found out that they were both married. They didn't tell you, but like, 
how like when you go into a relationship with a guy or like in your mind do you do you see it like you would want them to know what you do or do you see yourself having a relationship with a guy and having this secret life on the side as an escort and that you know and that's another part that's difficult maybe that's why i shy away from it too much because i don't like to lie to people i don't like lying i don't like liars Mm -hmm. so but at the same time i you know I don't want this to get out to people who it would affect their life, you know, like my family or whatnot. So, you know, I don't want to tell people, but at the same time, I don't want to lie about it. And that's the fence that I sit on constantly. Um, I have friends that do know about it and it's not a big deal. I know they're not going to tell anyone, but you know, let's say I do date someone and I do tell them and then we break up and they are upset or angry and decide to tell everyone my secret. And it's just like, you know, I get worried about that. Um, sure. I think you're in a difficult position when it comes to dating. Now, those two right. guys that you dated, the ones that you uh, have tried to date that ended disastrously, <laughs> did you tell either one of them? One of the guys that I um, was dating, I had met about four, I think about four years ago. I th- and I think we met on AFF. What's AFF? And we met like uh, Adult Friend Finder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we met on there. We went out, I think, once or twice. Um and then we just never really talked again, which isn't a big deal, like a lot of the guys I meet on that site. Um, and then I get a text message on my work phone number about a month or so ago. And it was someone who knew who I was and had, you know, was like, oh, I see you're doing this now. Like, I hope you're not being run by somebody. I hope you're doing this independently. And oh, he whatnot. saw was, you on the website. Of, yeah. Of, and I don't show my, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. show my face or anything. So I was like, who is this person and how do they know who I am? Like they knew my real name and I yeah, just got really nervous. Know? What was that? How did he know that it was you? Um, he recognized my pictures. He's like, oh, I know those legs anywhere because I'm really tall, oh, and I guess just the information isn't there. He knew yeah, the just body through the information that I had on my site. He put two and two together. Interesting. Um, so I wrote him back, and I was like, who is this, and how do you know who I am? And he sent a picture of himself, and I was like, oh, okay, I know him. And then so he was like, hey, you want to go out and um, you know have coffee or something? So I met up with him, and we hung out a couple times, probably like four or five times, and um, then he canceled on me on like a Sunday night and there was something odd about it. And so when I saw him the next day, I was like, yeah, that usually only happens like cancellation at the last minute. Like that usually only happens when the wife decides not to go out of town. And I was just suspicious of it. I didn't know for sure. And he was just like, Oh, I don't have anything to hide. And it just kind of got upset with me. And I'm oh like, God, you know, that's the, be- it was, down. I mean, the behavior of someone who's trying to hide that they're married, he, every single you know, he, he was like the poster child, <laughs> like all the different. It was you know, right. All his excuses were so cliche. Like it was so yeah, obvious. cliche. It was yeah. very, very much so. And so, um, I he had shown me his ID. He's like, you want to see my ID? Da, da, da. And so I, you know, we had a common name, so it wasn't something I could just you know look up and know who he was. So you know, I saw his address, and so I looked at the address, and I was like, oh yeah, there he is, <laughs> and there's his wife, and. Wait, gotcha. how did you know with the address? What do you mean you went and drove by and you saw him coming out? No, I just looked a... it up online. So I was able to find out which, you know, John Smith he was or whatever yeah. his name was. And um, yeah, found out he was married and confronted him on it. And then he just kind of ignored it. Like I never said anything. And then finally I was just like, look, like, you know, I 
you're married, okay? I don't care. I've fucked a lot of married guys, but the fact that you lied about it is what That's really what bothers me. I mean. Me. The worst part is that, like, when you go back and say that, instead of him being like, yeah, I am, like, he doubled down. Like, you know what I mean? He totally, like, st- went even deeper into it and was like, and turned it around on you, which that right, right now. Exactly. You're, so now, like, not only are you married, you're a fucking liar, and, like, it's worse, actually, right? Like, you right. said, like, you fuck married guys, but, they, and it sounds, like, so ridiculous to say that, right? Like, oh, <laughs> but you, but it's almost worse that he's lying about it, right? Right, and, yeah, and then he was like, well, you know, I thought we were just friends anyways, like, well, because he goes, I never, I never said that I was married. I go, but I asked you about it. And you never said that you weren't. So to me, like, you know, don't try and spin this to where, you know, I'm oh, the bad God. guy. And I, yeah. I was just like, this is just ridiculous. Like you, he was trying to justify it because he never thought that you'd be down if he told you the truth. Right. Right. And whatever. Right. But I mean, was he trying to date you and like have a relationship? And to that, to this day, I still don't really know because right. I, I was like, are you, were you just trying to get me to fuck you for free because you knew that I was an escort and you didn't want to pay for it? Like, is that, and so you acted like, you know, you wanted to date me. And so yeah, giving and you he's that, like, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, he's well, like, no, I just wanted to be your friend. Like, and I'm like, okay, friends don't fuck every time. I mean, some do, but at the same time, you know. No, that's bad. I mean, I can't stand yeah. that. I just had a guy on recently and I was like, like you want to, they were asking for like advice on how to be like just a guy that girls want to fuck instead of guy, a guy that girls want a relationship with. I said, if you want to do that, go and fuck the girl and leave. Don't text her every day. Don't take her out to dinner before. Don't cuddle with her after. Like, I mean, you know, because then eventually someone cops feelings. You know what I mean? It's just sending mixed right. messages because what exactly. is all that other stuff? Then what's the difference between... And then it gets too uh, confusing and then feelings get involved and you can't make logic like you can't put logic into feelings, you know, so it's like your actions have to go with your words, right? Yeah. So if you're having sex and you're texting every day and you're talking on the phone and you're going out to dinner and maybe you see a movie on Saturday night on your couch together and then you fuck like you're not like that's going to be confusing to somebody and you can't blame somebody for catching feelings, whether it's the guy or the girl in that situation, you know what I mean? And then yeah. be like, Oh, I just want to have like be friends and, but friends that fuck. And like, you know, it's like if you booty calls or just booty calls, if that's what you want. And that's the best way right. to be sort of successful at them. Unless it's like an ex that you could totally bang and hang out with as a friends, but you'd never have feelings because you've been there, done that. You know what I mean? Right. So right. now how, what was the other one that went disastrously wrong? The one that you said with the other guy that was married, was that recent too? Um, it was partially recent. And that one, I wasn't expecting anything out of. It was just something I had done outside of escorting. So, it, you know, it's, it's different when it's, when someone's paying me, then, you know, I just, it's not necessarily that there were feelings. It was just that I look at it from a different perspective. Um, and I had met with him once he was, I, I met him at work, actually. It, um, he was here on vacation and then, you know, we spent three days together and then he left and then he came back a while later and then, you know, we spent time together and then he left and then, you know, like I wasn't expecting anything from yeah. it at all because uh-huh. he didn't live here or anything, but then I found out he was married and it was just like, you know, and I asked him specifically, are you married? And <laughs> again, he didn't say no, but he didn't say yes. You know, so it's just like, you know, like if you wanted just a three day fling every so often, like just say that, like, I just yeah. don't understand what, you know, it's like, they got to hide the fact that they're married. I don't know if they think I'm going to run and tell the wife or what, I mean, maybe some girls do. And that's why they've, 
no, they just want don't their say cake anything. and eat it too. And they don't think yeah, it's like a believable that you would buy into everything that they want if you knew. You know, but what what I think with you though is that why you you're finding these kind of guys and you know, and it's not dating in general. I think it's that because you are sort of unsure of what you want, you know what I mean? Like Yeah you get whatever like you sort of put out you get back right and I always tell like my girlfriends this that are like really sweating a boyfriend but then a guy comes along and's like I don't want a relationship but I'll just fuck you and they're like okay well I'll just like bang him until I meet the guy that really wants a relationship he's like no you got to be clearer than that because if you're putting something out and saying I want this but then maybe I'll take this or that it gets too confusing and then what you start to get back in is like confusing people right people that are going to confuse you you know and I think with you because and and I get why you're confused it's a hard position to be in right to say like oh here I am I'm going to do this escorting but I really want a real relationship with a guy but I want to be honest but I don't really think I could be honest you know you're kind of like the married guy that wants to go fuck a girl and you know I mean you're kind of no different than those guys right and what what like in their confusion about what to be honest not to be Good honest point. you know it is a it's a tough call right what do they and you're like what do you want like what why don't you just be honest you know someone could say would the same thing to you in your scenario right and uh-huh. I think once you get that clear if you ever really wanted a relationship and that's like what you really knew for sure I think if you were mm-hmm. really clear about it how it was going to look for you what you were going to do about it like you were going to go in and be just fucking I think you'd have to be honest about it I think as the sort of real person authentic person that you are I don't think you could have a relationship with somebody unless you were ready and with somebody that you could be completely honest about what you were doing or you would give that up for that person you know what I mean it would be one or the other because I don't think you could do it as a secret life and really oh absolutely it. not I could not do it as a secret life um you know and that's the thing too is do I let him get to know me first and then tell him or do I just tell him off the bat and scare him away? You know, yeah, I don't, it's hard. and I don't know how people are going to react. Some people think it's hot. Some people think it's terrible. Some people, you know, I never know I don't what their thoughts are on the but, subject. But this is the deal. You can't like, you can't, it's not like, uh, it's hard because you're actually fucking people. Right. So if you waited in certain situations with other things, right? Like, you know, you might want to keep them under wraps until the person, you know, for sure really, really likes you. And then you spring it Mm -hmm. on them and then they can't walk. Right. But with yours, like if you're, you know, sort of being intimate with somebody and they're, they're being intimate with you and they think you're just with them and then you're like, Oh, I have a secret. And it happens to involve the fact that you're fucking other people. I think that that's a problem. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That, that It could be that it's not just that you had the secret and you dropped. They might be okay with that. But the fact that you were sleeping with other people and they didn't know, that's a, it's like sort of double-edged sword in this situation yeah. with what you're doing. So I think you'd have to be up front. And I think you'd have to meet somebody like that's into an alternative lifestyle that you could be up front, maybe before you get into a relationship where you're completely monogamous, you know? But I yeah. think the sooner the better with somebody like you. I think that there's people, somebody for everybody. I think that there's guys out there that you could fall for that would be okay with what you do. You know, there it's fewer than if you weren't doing it, right? But right. I do believe it exists. I just think it would have to be, you would have to be really clear about what you want. I don't get that. Like, that's really what you're looking for, that you're like, I'm sure you're super busy. You have a kid. You have all these jobs. You also have this, you know, profitable 
what you call it a career or a gig that you have also on the side business, is, yeah. business that you really are still enjoying right you know yes um so like do you really want a relationship right now um i i really don't like i'm, yeah. I'm perfectly contented where i am you yeah. know and it's a short it's a it's a business with a short shelf life you know exactly, yeah. i'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life you know i'm not going to retire i am 41 right okay mm-hmm so, I mean, I'm already, you know, past the, the, the prime age of, but I get a lot Not of clients because of, because of my age. Yeah, but um, nowadays, oh. 40, 41, I'll tell you as a woman who's 51, I remember when I was 41, uh, and I think I was begging a 25-year-old, like I was like, uh, you know, that I met at the gym. <laughs> gym, from, <laughs> nice. gym from the gym, J-I-M from the G-Y-M, that was the name. But like, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, it was like sort of a booty call situation. I never would have dated him. But uh, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, like, you know, you don't start really, it's not like what it used to be. So like 41, you could still have like a killer body, look great. You're just, Mm -hmm. you're hitting a sexual prime. Like you're still really horny. Like this is, you know, your last hurrah before you start losing hormones way down the line, you know? So it's like 41 to me is still a spring chicken. Like, you know, as far as like, I don't think you're pushing it. I think, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, there was a a difference. I think their stigma still slightly exists. But if you look at women that are 41, it just, they don't look like what you used to think anymore. You know what I mean? It's like more women look still great at 41. Yeah. I just met an escort who she is retiring at 60. She's been in the business since she was 19. And I mean, you could bounce a quarter off her ass. She looks no older than 50. Right. She takes Um, good care of herself. She takes great care of herself and she's very popular. She still books, you know, she was booking clients up until the day she, she retired very well. Like when I had met her, um, I said, you know, I mentioned it to a couple of clients. Oh, did you know she's retiring? And all of them were like, really? Like they were all very disappointed because they all knew her and they all loved her. So And was you know, her thing like I'm 60? <laughs> like people knew she was 60? Like she had that on her profile? Like maybe that was no, what they liked? No. Um, what did she no, say? No, she, she had that she was around 50, like early 50s or something. But right. um, I, when I met her, she was like, no, I'm actually in my 60s. And I said, wow. I never would have guessed. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's amazing. And now what do you say your age is? On, I mean, you're 41. What do you say your age is on your profile? My profile state that I'm late thirties. Uh-huh. I think it just says late thirties. Um, but if people ask me, they all know, you know, everybody lies about their age or their weight or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of guys know that I'm probably a couple of years older. If I'm asked, I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I will say, no, I'm 41 and they, oh, okay. Like nobody has a problem with it. You know, once you're over 35, it's just, you're just, you know, What's in an age bracket, you know, really it just doesn't really make a difference exactly your age. Right. Um, a lot of people, like a lot of guys like it that I'm over 40. Um, I, that's a reason a lot of guys book with me because the young girls are, you know, they're the clock watchers. They're the ones who are doing it for the money and they're, you know, then they're not, they don't have a lot of life experience. And a lot of these guys book me for the being the girlfriend experience to sit down and have a, you know, a chat with me. And I've been a lot of places and seen a lot of things and have, you know, 
I can carry a conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's what they want. That's what they're looking for. You know, there are the guys who just want the 20 year old who, you know, to bang out in a half an hour and and leave. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you probably don't meet those guys because I don't meet those guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's something for everybody. Well, yeah. And that's, yeah, go on. Oh, and, and that's another thing too, is there is a network with, with the girls, you know, in my area and we like, I don't have a problem when a guy books with another, with another escort. That's what we're there for. We're, we're there because guys want the variety. Yeah. Um, they want the choice and they want something different. And, th- you know, that's why we have this business. So I don't have a problem recommending other girls. I don't have a problem giving references to other girls. Um, and we have a network to stay safe. Um, with oh, the shutdown cool. of the sites that, yeah, with the shutdown of the sites that happened a couple of years ago, I mean, that was a huge blow to this industry, a, what, a massive blow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, you know, that's a lot of the ways, you know, we could verify clients and, you know, find out who they were, you know, it's a lot more secretive now because guys are a little more nervous because of, you know, the, you know, there were raids on certain sites and they, you know, took all their computers and information. These guys' information was in that computer. Yeah. And so they're nervous about telling anybody who they are. Well, we need to know who you are so we can stay safe. So that's why, you know, we have this network between us girls. And I mean, I get girls emailing me for references at least two to three times a week. You oh, know, because really? you know, they see yeah. that you were with a guy before and I mean, it becomes that kind of way, like word of mouth. And so that and that's how they verify. And maybe you even do the same vice versa. Like when you have a guy and you see that he's been to another girl, is that how it works? Is that what? It- yeah. Well, but a lot of girls do. And like for me, they're like I, you know, for the um, verification process, you know, I ask certain information. And if they're not willing to give that information, I'll ask for a provider reference, which right. means um, I need a girl that you've seen in the last three months that who can vouch that you've seen them and that, you know, that you're safe. Right. And so they'll give two because usually one, you know, doesn't get back to you right away or not. So I always ask for two and most girls do. And then, you know, I'll just email them. Here's the email they wrote me from or here's the phone number they texted me from. You know, do you know them and are they safe? And they'll write back yes or no. Right. So. Give me your hottest experience recently, and then I want your worst. Um, like, or are there any guys that like you're really like? I mean, like, you know, the really good story you gave me last time was the with the eight year old that you fisted you. Like, <laughs> do you have a story like that? Like, that was a good one. Well, I have one, but it's actually just it was while I was escorting, but it didn't happen as an escort. Um, was probably is probably my best story. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, I was, for some reason, my, it was when I was working for, for someone and I don't know what was going on, but my phone wasn't working right that night. So I wasn't getting any of her phone calls or text messages. So I was just sitting there in the hotel room, like, why am I not getting any clients? Like this sucks. Like I'm, I'm bored. And, um, apparently she was trying to text me. They just weren't coming through. So I went on, um, one of the lifestyle sites that I'm on and there was um, a posting by a guy who was in a hotel, like a quarter of a mile down the road and he was here on business and he was just looking for something to do. And I was like, you know, I wrote him and I was like, Hey, I'm just like right down the road from you. There's a hotel bar. Why don't you meet me there? And he's like, yeah, sure. Um, so I met him down at the bar and we were hanging out and having, you know, he, I don't really drink, like I'll have a drink here or there, but you know, um, we we're just sitting at the bar and there was this couple next to us and they were chatting with us and then they ended up leaving and then this guy sat down and so we were sitting there talking about being in the lifestyle and whatnot. We could tell he was, you know, listening to our conversation. Well, 
finally the bar was closing and we were getting up to leave and uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. And I go, well, I'm in room, you know, 524 if, if you want to come up. And he's like, and his eyes got really big. And I was like, we'd like it if you, if you did. And so he's like, well, I'm going to go out and smoke a cigarette. I will. Yeah, I'll come up. And so we got up to the room. I'm like, what are the chances of him coming up here? And the guy was like, well, you know, it's he's either going to not show up or he's going to come up and, you know, chicken out or he's going to come up and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And about five minutes later, there was a knock on the door and he walked in and it was the most amazing fucking half an hour of my entire life. Like what I got DP for the first, I got DP'd for the first time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and how was that? It was amazing. <laughs> it was super fun. Like I wish I could do it all the time. Right. It was a good time. Um, it was like the only thing that, that went wrong in the whole scenario was that I didn't get it on videotape. Right, because you would love to be able to refer back to that shit. Yes, but you I do have an after picture. Do, you, so you like anal, because I know that you said you don't do anal at like for your job, right? Like when you're doing right. it, but you do like anal in your personal life, or you just liked it because that was like a double penetration thing? No, that was the two in one. Oh, yeah. oh, when so, you yeah. say a double, pe- I th- I'm when I'm thinking a DP, I think like up the ass and w- so wait, you had well, two- what's the name for it? Um, I don't know. There is a name for it, uh, but I can't remember what it is at the moment. All right, so you didn't do a like you didn't do double penetration. It was D- DVP, is what it is. Oh, DVP, and that's two yeah. dicks in your pussy at the same time. Yes. Oh, yeah. how could they even do that? Were they too? Bi- were they big? Both of them or small? Um, they weren't small by any right, means, but right. they were both just average. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen some big fucking dicks in my life. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some very, yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, they were average sized. Uh-huh. So, and um, they both put it in at the same time. Yep. Wow. Interesting. And, and now were they with each other at all? Because they obviously no. cr- crossed swords when they were inside you, but they didn't, they weren't by or getting into it. It was no. both sort of both with you. You were with both of them. Yeah, and I always have this this argument with guys who are just so against threesomes because they're like, oh, another guy. Like, what if our swords cross? I go, you know, yeah. the girl, the last thing in the world the girl is thinking about is that. Yeah. Like, they're thinking about this is all about me, all the attention's on me, and that's all they care about. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're not thinking like, oh no, what if they cross swords? They don't give a shit. Yeah, no, but I think the guy cares. Yeah, they the guy cares. Yeah, they care. Um, and maybe they care too because they worry about what it what somebody else would think about themselves. Maybe they care what they would think about themselves. Maybe they care because they might like it. I mean, who knows? Because guys are really paranoid about the crossing of swords. <laughs> I mean, right. And like, I tell them, like, even if you cross swords, I probably wouldn't even notice because I'd be like, oh, you know, because right. to me, it's like that all the attention's on me. And that's that's what a threesome with two guys in it, from the girls, pers- for mine anyways, my yeah. perspective is. <laughs> So you it's did not about that threesome with them. It lasted like a half hour. Uh, yeah, a half hour, 45 minutes maybe. Right, and it was like the best 45 minutes of your life. It was amazing, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure they would fun. say the same thing. Probably. I actually did run into one of them. I was at a lifestyle party in Vegas and he was there. Uh-huh. Um, but we just chatted real quick because I think we were. it was like the end of the night and we were both going off to somewhere else. So it was It was just a quick chat. It was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Remember so see, me? <laughs> you still go to those kinds of parties and those kinds of things. I mean, that's the kind of place where you're going to meet a guy that you could be when you are ready for a relationship, where you could be really honest about what you do. You know what I mean? If you, yeah. when you go to all the, like, cause 
I'm assuming because like that you still go to stuff like that and you're still involved in that world on some level. Not as much right. as I was um, just because like, you know, it's just a time issue. Or if I'm, you know, if I'm down there, you know, in the big city yeah. <laughs> um, working, I've tried to set things up with people, but I never know what my schedule is going to be. Right. Like I never know. I got people, you know, calling at the last minute. Hey, can you meet me in 20 minutes? You know, I have people who have booked a week in advance. I have people canceling. Um, canceling at the last minute. Yeah. I just, you know, I never know. And I was, I, I try to put that first because like, you know, when I do say I don't, I'm not in this for the money, yeah. I'm not, right. but you know, it, it's a nice perk. And of course, if I'm going to be having sex anyways, you know, I'm probably going to pick the one where I'm getting paid for it over the one where, you know, I'm just meeting someone random and, you know, I who do knows feel like I was the one who uh, started you off on this thing. No, wasn't it me that said to you, like, uh, why don't you do that? Like, you should really consider it, right? Um, It's come up in the past with a friend of mine yeah. where, like, we joked about it, mm -hmm. but I never really thought anything would come of it. Um, it was you when you said it. I was like, oh, you know. It reminded you that you put, was something. Yeah, maybe yeah, this wouldn't be so bad. If other people are saying it, then maybe I should. Because, you know, when it was just a fr uh, like friendly banter between my best friend and I, like joking about it, I wasn't taking it seriously. But when yeah. someone else, you know, like outside of my life says, hey, maybe you should do this. Oh, you know what? Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think what I love about talking to you is that, I mean, and I'm sure like I could talk, if I talked to 10 other escorts, you know, I'd, I a lot of them might be doing it for the wrong reason. There might be some darkness there. It's maybe, you know, it, it is what a lot of people think, like somebody sort of like that has low self-esteem and is doing it and being abused, right? Like, I mean, people have a very negative sort of view on things, right? But, right. but what I love about talking to you is that there's none of that in this story, right? So right. And I think that that's important I mean this is like something that you do by choice this is something that you do that you because you enjoy it uh you right I mean like it's really mm -hmm. it doesn't have that kind of and, and and anytime you've ever and that's what I always thought was so interesting about you is all that kind of sex you were having and everything and what you were doing none of it ever seemed none of it ever had any sort of negative stuff attached to it and a lot of people like listen I was very promiscuous when I was younger but there was a lot of like baggage attached to my promiscuity do you know what I mean mm -hmm. like yeah. in, in a negative way right and a lot of times you do have that but I think it's really wonderful to sort of talk to somebody to, to show that it's not oh that's not always the case right right and you know and there is a difference between a high-class escort and like a prostitute where you know, I've met the girls who are, you know, 19, 20, 21, and they're heroin addicts, and, you know, they owe somebody money, and they, you know, they came here with a guy, and the guy bailed on them, and they got stuck here, and they didn't know what else to do. I right, mean, right. you know, and those girls not, are yeah, a no, dime a dozen. They're all over the place. And um, you but feel then for them. I mean, there's yeah, people I feel that terrible advocate for them, for yeah. them and it's a very, that's why they look very down on that profession right but like right you know you're here to say and I think you're an example that it that's not it's not a hundred percent of the women out there are in that category you know right you know some of us you know we're you know I know one girl who just got her master's degree and she owes no money right you know mm -hmm. she has no student loans whatsoever and she you know and she's starting her career and you know she's in her mid-30s and she was just you know i i just got my master's and i am debt-free 
And now I'm going to go on and do the career that I wanted to. And she has no regrets about what she did. You yeah, know, and I want to why should you, she? <laughs> right. And I want to ask you, how has that extra income, which is very, you know, a, a really good amount that you've added into your life, like how has that changed your life? Um, it hasn't necessarily changed my life. I don't, you know, I, I, I do shop a lot cause I just, Cause you it's can. a lot of down because I can, because can. <laughs> I can, and yeah. there's a lot of downtime when you're in hotel and you're sitting in a hotel room, yeah. like waiting you've for the phone a, to ring. You become a consumer. <laughs> I become a consumer. I just yeah. bought a $1,400 couch. Did I need a $1,400 couch? No, but I could afford a $1,400 couch and yeah. I really wanted it. But mm-hmm. so I bought it and I have, you know, so what? <laughs> right, yeah. um, I have $10,000 in savings. Plus I have stocks. I have, you know, my car's almost paid off. I mean, right. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm not rich. I'm not poor. I'm comfortable. And I don't, it's one less thing that I have to worry about. Yeah. Worry so, about exactly the money. And you listen, you could double mm-hmm. your income if you wanted to. I mean, you, like you said, you oh, absolutely. Do it eight times, uh, eight times a month. So it's not, it's like you're, you don't need anything more than to be comfortable. It's not like who you are, right? You're not looking right. to have anything more than that. Right. And yeah, so you still have like the other things that are important in life, right? Uh, something outside right. of that. You're not making that your whole thing and becoming like, uh, you know, just just to make a lot of money and then you have nothing else going on. So- right. And a lot of these girls, you know, they're they're on Twitter and they're on every day and they're updating their sites and they're, you know, it's their it's their life. It's, you yeah. know, what they do where I'm like, you know, eight days a month, it's my life. The rest of my life, the rest of my time is spent, other you know, things. other things. Yeah. And I've had, you know, I've had guys be like, you need to raise your rates. You need to like, if you moved down here, you would be so successful. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want this to be my life. Like, yeah. it's just, a, it's an extra income thing that I do a couple times a month. Like, that's it. And I want to keep it that way. Because if I was down there and I lived there and I was on Twitter every day with my face out there, everybody would know what I did. And right. like, I don't, I don't need that in my life. Like, I don't need the negativity. I don't care if people know it's the, the negativity that I get back and like the, the judgment and it's, just, I don't need it. So. Yeah. But that's why I think it's important. Like if I feel like if people really listen to this whole episode, right. And if they would sit down and that's what this, my show is all about, really. I think sometimes when you really sit down and talk to somebody for a long time, right. You mm-hmm. see a very different picture of something that maybe you thought about or that you judged, right. Like somebody that yeah. would sit here and judge a escort or, and think of, you know, how they picture that person to be right. If they listen to you, I feel like they would have a very different idea of that, right? And then they'd realize that, like, you can't just make these blanket statements and sort of think that everybody is a certain way. And that's what being judgmental is all about, right? Well, and that's what it is about, like, you know, the guys who cheat. Like, some people, oh, he's cheating on his wife. He's, you know, and then there's, that's the blanket judgment. Well, if you sit down and talk to him, you know, you know, I've had clients whose their wife was going through cancer and, yes, you know, had, can't yeah, do yeah. things. And like they have the permission to go out and do something else as long as it's with an escort because they don't want feelings, someone to catch yeah. feelings. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I really don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, but I mean, there's people who think the complete opposite and just cheating is cheating and it doesn't matter. And well, right, but that's you know, what I think when I think that they haven't heard the whole story or they don't. It's like to me, it's like lazy thinking. You know, you have to really mm-hmm. get 
the whole story. And I've said this before on my show, like I I used to love talk shows when I was younger. Like when I was younger, it was like Jenny Jones and Maury Povich. And, yep, Disney, yep. Right? <laughs> and you know, because I'm old and people would be talking and it would like really frustrate me because they'd have like a very short amount of time to have these people on their stage and they'd have a man and a woman and like someone's cheating and everyone would be like, boo. And then they would like be like, oh, you're a terrible person. And even like the host would like berate the guy and everyone would be on the other person's side and the woman was the victim or whoever was the other person was a victim and it's like you know they were never really sort of telling the whole story or they would Mm -hmm. just have somebody that broke up with someone and he would be booed or she would be and it was like you know that's like real life stuff that sort of happens and I think if you go deeper into stories like maybe you know you're you know somebody's not so terrible for doing something maybe someone's not such a victim as you thought they were you know it's like there's so much more than that and I just think that sometimes uh, you know people though don't like to know that much because I think people get off on sort of being judgmental or putting Mm -hmm. other people down (laughs) because it helps them think about themselves you know I don't know because listen in my life there's times when I do the same shit you know I just look at a headline or whatever and make my ideas you know but that's not what my my show is about sort of the antithesis of that and that's what I've always like I said found interesting about Molly right and I can't wait for people to listen to your other episodes and hear all your stories because they'll hear like what I said I heard, which is like a girl who really loves sex. I mean, the guys just want to know that girls like you exist. I have to tell uh-huh. I have to tell you, <laughs> right? And there's no crazy girl. Like, look, you barely even drink. You know what I mean? You're not like a fucking train wreck doing this, right? It's like right. You, you said, like, I barely, I don't like to drink. It's not like you're doing this wasted. You don't have to check out. Like, you're fully aware of what you're doing. You have your feet on the ground like this is your choice and you fucking really like it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I think that that's like the unicorn, right, that a lot of guys are looking for. So I like I think one day when you eventually decide that you actually really want a relationship, you'll absolutely find it. But, you know, and I think right now the only reason why you're attracting the married guys is because you're not fully available. So you're getting guys as available as you are. Yeah, good point. Very good point. (laughs) So don't, you know, don't, it's not, don't put dating down in general. I I think when you're ready, you'll be fine. And when you have that yearning in you, but I think right now, like you're completely fulfilled. Is there any, I asked you for a bad story. Do you have, you have any like, like horrifying, funny, weird stories that happened recently before we go? Um, I I had one that was, it was both horrifying and funny at the same time, which seems odd, but um, I had gotten an out call to a hotel from a client who I had seen prior once before yeah. at the same hotel. He was, you know, he was there on business and yeah. I thought nothing of it. Um, when I got there, he was acting different than he was before. I didn't, I, I know that he had taken a red eye, so he had had a long flight. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was maybe a little drunk or if maybe on some kind of pills or something, but I could tell something was a little off. And, um, he said something, he said something about how, Oh, this time we're going to do it. I was like, do what? Like, as opposed to last time, he's yeah. like, you know what you promised me. And I go, well, I don't know what I promised you. And he's like, made the insinuation of, of anal. And I was like, I don't, I never said that. He goes, yes, you did. You promised. I go, I never said that because I would never say that. Yeah. So I don't know where you're getting this from. And he was like, you know, basically said, you're, before you leave here, you're doing it no matter what. And I was, so I was in the situation of, you know, what do I do now? Do I scream and attract attention and get the cops here and we both get arrested? Or do I go along with it and, 
you know, feel absolutely miserable about myself. Like I don't, you know, and I didn't have much time to decide. So what I decided on was I said, okay, I'll do it for an extra hundred, which I didn't even feel right about that. Oh, so he went, okay. Yes. Yeah, so he went and got the extra hundred and I was just like, as I was walking into the bedroom, I was just had this sinking feeling. Like I just didn't feel right about it. Well, whatever he was on, thank God he was because of my acting skills must've been great because he had it in the, well, the right hole, but to him, <laughs> the wrong hole. No and I just way. did the, I apparently I'm a great actress because that was the one time I faked it. <laughs> so wait, he and, fucked uh, you in the vag, but you pretended but, it was your ass. Yes. And you got the hundred bucks and I got he was the hundred bucks. Did you just and squeeze he, really tight to make it like feel like, I was like was yeah. Like, and I just made some um strange noises, like <laughs> it hurt kind of thing. And, um, yeah. and afterwards when he got up, he looked at me and he goes, see, I told you, you'd like it. And I've never wanted to punch someone in the face so bad, but I just wanted to get out of there as fast as I could. Um, which I did. Oh. And that was when I was working for the girl and I called her up. And I said, blackball and right now, never yeah, booked yeah, me yeah. with him again and that was the last i've ever seen he has tried to contact me in the last year or two and i just ignored him so oh my god what a douche but, but how yeah. funny you didn't have to punch him because you fucking made him look like such a loser i mean because who's the loser in that story i mean he was so dumb right. he couldn't even tell the difference right this <laughs> is like so right. hilarious and he paid extra and he paid extra. Yeah, Plus I made a so, hundred bucks I mean, off of it. So you know, high and that five was, for you. That well, was the was... only time I've ever been in a situation that was very, that was worrisome. You know, it wasn't necessarily dangerous, but it, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. could have been, yeah, but you it don't was know definitely what he worrisome. Have, how he would have acted. You know what I mean? I, would... had, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was obviously high on something and that's probably why he was being such a dick and maybe, he uh -huh. you know, um, but it's because how did he not know? I think that, the, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a dick. I've never fought, you know, but I, I, I think that there's a difference between, you know, anal, you know, but no, I have my funniest anal sex story. And I've said this before on my show, but people probably haven't heard it as like, so I had this guy, he was like super inexperienced, a boyfriend that I had. And I was so horny for him. Like I would just, he had a getting it up problem. And I'd be like, just put it in soft. And I'd get hard because like, I mean, <laughs> I would get off because it was, yeah, I was just so attracted to him. And so one day, like we woke up in the morning and he was like spooning me from behind and I took his dick in the morning and I put it in my ass and we had anal sex. And then later, like that day or maybe like three days later, I was said, and it's like one of his funniest stories to this day. He still tells the story. I said, like, so like, you know, do you like anal sex? And he was like, I don't know. I never had it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like you just had it last night or yesterday, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, he had no I fucking idea that it was in my ass. I mean, I because we didn't talk about it, you know. I just did it and it was like because I really like anal, but he had no idea. I was like, oh yeah. my god. There you go. I guess I don't know some yeah. of the time. Well, just so you know, he's a big stoner, so maybe you know that's it. It has to do like if you're not really of your right mind, you don't know the difference. I don't know, but he didn't, so I guess. You know, I don't know, but how funny is that? So, right, yeah. So, anyway, Molly, thank you so much for calling in. I am going to well, make. Thank you I, for having me again. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love when you call in. Like I said, I think you know a lot of guys like to know about, like hear from girls like you. They want to know that it you, girls like you exist. I don't think you're in the majority. I think you're a rare breed. I don't think yeah. a lot of girls like you exist. That's why you do well in your business that you do. I hope a lot of people, though, listen to this podcast and I, you know, you change their mind of what they would think of 
you know, what you do or what they would think of a girl that does what you do. Right. And that they, they see it as different now having heard you. Um, yeah. And they you should know, every, all, yeah, go on. every, every individual is different. Everybody has a different story. Everybody yeah. has different relationships. Like you, you can't make like a uh, blanket judgments about people, you know, right. until you know where they come, where they're coming from. Yeah, And, you have um, to hear the and whole I tell story. that to people all the time. Yeah, yeah. You have to, that's what my show's all about. And so, um, you know, I'm going to, I recently posted all my stuff on YouTube, so I'm going to make a playlist of just Molly. So oh, you'll great. be able to not only hear this, when once I post this one up this week, I'll do it probably this Sunday, I'll post all the other ones up and make a playlist. So people listening to it on their podcast app, if they want to see all of your episodes and find them in one place, go to YouTube, Strictly Anonymous, subscribe to me, and then go to the playlist section and you could see all of Molly's interviews none of them are timely like they could listen to any of them and it's like you know if they want to hear sort of the you before you got into it they could listen from the beginning but each one is like you know is kind of different and has a lot of interesting stories in there so you could hear listen to them at different times right like if they right. this one oh yeah you don't back. have to listen to them in order yeah, <laughs> it's not like I, other ones you do i had gang bang christine you got to listen to that one in order but for you they could just listen to all of your ones but you know each one was super interesting and they're all all a little different um but you know they could all find them there i'll also put the information of your other ones in the intro so people could find them on their podcast apps if they don't want to go to youtube but good luck with everything uh, thank you i'm sure we'll talk to you again uh and stay safe and i'm glad that you're doing well we'll do so thanks much so much getting in again yeah bye-bye bye molly Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly